This is an AMI podcast. Is the spring coming? He said. What is it like? It's the sun shining on the rain and the rain falling on the sunshine. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, where we chat all things audiobooks on this weekly podcast. And you know what? We are weekly, but we love to have these themes throughout the month that you're listening to because why not? It's really nice. And the quote for today will kick off another month of themed quotes to kick off the show. And this one is from The Secret Garden by Frances Hodgson Burnett. And this quote... I just found it to be so timely, so beautiful. Now, around the country, we might not be experiencing the best kind of weather for this time of year. You know, it's still a little muddy, definitely getting some cold, chillier days. And uh, yeah, you're thinking, is it still winter out here? But no, it's spring. We've definitely kicked off spring. And that's why thought we should start with this quote, something pretty generally describing what we could expect with weather around this time, March, April, May, the start of June. But then there's much more to spring than the weather changes, right? We're talking about blossoming. We're talking about new beginnings, the ground softening again, um, paying attention to the sounds and the smells and the sights and the feels of nature as we get back outside. And around the world, around April, we are celebrating the start of something new, the turn of a new season. So let's celebrate and recognize spring throughout April. And also, let's recognize what's going on with CELA because CELALibrary.ca has some great options for you and a gigantic catalog of audiobooks. And if you go there, the Center for Equitable Library Access, you will find on the homepage there are three featured titles that'll uh, stay up there for a little while. So these are the three that we're seeing right now. Daughters of the Deer by Danielle Daniel. This is a historical fiction option for you. Run Towards the Danger by Sarah Poli, and this is Family and Relationships. And the last one on the featured titles section is Moon Witch, Spider King by Marlon James. And this is what it sounds like, fantasy. So those are the featured titles. Again, CELALibrary.ca. And since it's the beginning of the month, we will check in with our friends from CELA later on in the show. And they've got some featured titles for us that they've picked. Going to be super fun. Just giving you a heads up. Nisreen, I'm coming over to you, girl. You have What's Trending this week. I do have What's Trending. I just wanted to bring up the quote of the day because The Secret Garden is a movie as well that I used to Mm -hmm. watch when I was very, very young. I used to watch it at Sick Kids Hospital because I got it as a gift from a doctor. And there was something about that movie. I, I never read it, but there was something about that movie that just, it made me feel at peace and relaxed. There was something about it. And it also had to do with the weather and just reminds you of spring and it it was just beautiful I don't know it I just remember small bits small scenes of the movie and it Mm kind of calms you down but I'm so happy you brought that up when you mentioned that 
the secret garden was uh, something that we're going to talk about today. I got excited and I was like, Aww. yes. Um, uh, totally. So we're going to move on to trending. So we're in spring, even though the weather says otherwise in Ontario. Let's take a look at the 10 most anticipated audiobooks of spring 2022, starting off with the best-selling authors category, Book Lovers by Emily Henry, Time as a Mother by Ocean Vung, You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Aquik Emezi. And now we're moving into the Celebrity Reads category, The Memory Librarian by Janelle Monet, Finding Me by Viola Davis, Run Rose Run by America's sparkly sweetheart Dolly Parton, and she partners with best-selling author James Patterson. The next category I'll be mentioning is read by the authors. So The Bond King by Mary Childs and The Intersectional Environmentalist by Lee Thomas. And the last category I want to bring up is the TikTok famous category, The Atlas Six by Olive Blake and How to Keep House While Drowning by Casey Davis. I want to TikTok ask you, famous category? There's a <laughs> There's a TikTok famous category. I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but I'm not surprised. Get out. I honestly There's thought I so misheard many- you. Book talk is getting so much clout. No, it's it's real. It's real. There's so many. I mentioned this before where there's a hashtag TikTok recommendations uh, for audiobooks and books in general mm-hmm. on TikTok. There's a whole section for that. There's a whole hashtag yeah. for it. Book talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember we spoke about it a few uh, episodes ago, but book talk is a big thing. And uh, a lot of people, I mean, I'm telling you, my family, they, they love they love the book talk category because there's just so many wow. recommendations to it. And it's very popular now. I mean, audiobooks in general, I know that in the beginning of the pandemic, there's not much to do lately mm-hmm. so um there's there's audiobooks and audiobook listening is just it just became a trend in the beginning of the pandemic and it just stuck and i'm surprised of how it's still going you know usually trends they just come and go and that's it but i'm telling you audiobook listening is very big on tiktok too mm-hmm. crazy and it's here to stay yeah. it's one of it's these pandemic trends that of course is here to stay you mm-hmm. hopefully in the last two years have recognized you know how amazing uh, it is to spend time with your audiobook and then yeah the, the funniest part is like you know, it's what's uh, all these different categories that you read. It's what's famous on TikTok, um, yeah. ones that were read by the authors, so authorators. And then it's just like all these very niche things that I only used to be able to talk about with other audiobook listeners. And now these are just, they're just trending. They're everywhere. Yeah. People everywhere are talking about them. People all over the place are trying to get their badges on Audible. You know, it's so nice. Absolutely. I, I mean, look, there's a celebrity breathes category as well. Right. That wasn't. Exactly. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It's amazing. Wow. Oh, this is totally, wow. I, I am so genuinely psyched. That there's a TikTok famous category. <laughs> You're going to get stuck on that. No, just, honestly, it's wild. It's Just wild. search up hashtag book talk on TikTok or even on Google. It will open up a full mm-hmm. section, a whole category. There's so many recommendations. People are so passionate in audiobooks or even books in general. And you just, 
I mean, there's so many different genres. A lot of people are passionate on that app. Support. About different things. Support it. Support it. Yeah. And that's talk T-O-K for book talk, Absolutely, by the way. Like TikTok. Yeah. Cool. Welcome back. This is AMI Audiobook Review. I'm your host, Ramia Amudin, here with Nisreen Abdelmajid, and we're talking all things audiobooks. So, shall we get into pause or play of the day? We're going to be not reviewing, but hitting the button on Daughters of the Deer by Danielle Daniel. This is a historical fiction that's available as uh, one of the homepage picks, the featured titles on the Sila Library. So here we go with the synopsis. Marie, a gifted healer of the Deer Clan, does not want to marry the green-eyed soldier from France who has asked for her hand. But her people are threatened by disease and starvation and need help against the Iroquois and their English allies if they are to survive. When her chief begs her to accept the white man's proposal, she cannot refuse him and sheds her deerskin tunic for a borrowed blue wedding dress to become Pierre's bride. Jean, Marie's oldest child, is 17, neither white nor Algonquin, caught between worlds, caught by her own desires, too. Her heart belongs to a girl named Josephine, but soon her father will have to find her a husband or be forced to pay a hefty fine to the French crown. Among her mother's people, Jean would have been considered blessed, her two-spirited nature a sign of special wisdom. But to the settlers of New France, and even to her own father, Jean is unnatural, sinful, a woman to be shunned, beaten, and much worse. With the poignant, unforgettable story of Marie and Jean, Danielle Daniel reaches back through the centuries to touch the very origin of the long history of violence against Indigenous women and the deliberate, equal, and violent description of First Nations cultures. So, going around the table for this book, starting with Nisreen, pause or play? I'm going to hit pause for this one. To be honest, it's a meh feeling about it. Not really Stories aren't drawing you in necessarily? Yeah, it's not grabbing me you know it's not pulling me in so i'm gonna i'm gonna put pause all right okay uh coming around to karen pause or play i'm not usually a big historical fiction fan but i do think that this would be an interesting read so i think i'd pit play on this one all right short and sweet and Teresa, finally to you pause or play <laughs> yeah i think that i would um i would hit play on this book and i say that because in part i just finished um a middle grade novel called forever birchwood by this same author it's a really lovely story about four girls who are you know coming of age they're on the cusp of 12 turning 13 and becoming teenagers and there's lots of change and you know, I think that the author is a very gifted, gifted storyteller, and she definitely touches upon a lot of themes, I think, that are important for us, especially because this main character is Indigenous. So I think it's a worthy read for, in that regard as well. Hmm. I mean, most often than not, I I don't read the synopsis of a book and think, I'll pick this one up. It's honestly mostly on friends and recommendations of people who know uh, what I like, who say, you got to read this one. And then I will genuinely put it on the list without even 
knowing or caring too much about what it's what it is about. Um, but this is one of the few synopses where I read and think, I really want to read this book. Uh, there's just a ton about diversity, right? You're hearing about the the two spirit, the LGBTQ plus angle in this. And these kind of stories, especially because it's a historical fiction, I'm thinking that would be quite interesting. It's just, you know, exploring a time, even though it's fiction, it's exploring a time with some realistic, you know, knowings of how badly you couldn't be diverse back then. You couldn't be um, a person who had certain beliefs or made certain choices or are who you are. Your identity was shunned. And so this mm-hmm. kind of um, book sheds a light on that to be raised in, in, mm-hmm. in a time where it was absolutely impossible to be mm-hmm. openly gay or disabled and in- or whatever. And interestingly enough, this middle grade fiction also touches upon those same kinds of ideas though from a a kid's perspective of trying to um, find out more about their indigenous heritage. Um, Yes. Even though their their parents had really left all of that behind. Right. Yeah, so interesting. And and you can tell too the the colonization and everything that's happening um, just from the synopsis. So, well, thanks for everybody's thoughts on it. This is Daughters of the Deer, D-E-E-R, by Danielle Daniel. Uh, you can find it on the CELA homepage. And of course, we're hearing from Teresa Power, who's the content and access librarian, as well as Karen McKay, communications manager at CELA. And we want to start off, we're going to get to the fun stuff in a bit, but, you know, starting off with more fun stuff, Karen, (laughs) there's some literary news you want to share. There is. So the Canada Reads program has just uh, ended and we have a winner for this year. And the winner is Five Little Indians by Michelle Good. So this book um, is pretty well known. I think we've actually talked about it perhaps on this show before. It won the Mm -hmm. 2020 Governor General's Literary Award for Fiction. It won the 2021 Amazon first novel award. It's the debut novel for this author. Uh, It was also on the long list for the Giller Prize and the shortlist for the Writers Trust. So really lots and lots of sort of buzz about this book. So the theme for this year for Canada Reads was one book to connect us. And the person who championed this book is Christiana Allaire. And he said that um, being a part of this country, we do have a duty to these reparations, even if we didn't have a hand in it. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. don't want to assume the guilt. It's not about that. It's about us coming together as a country to acknowledge that this happened and help us moving forward together. And so I think that that really sort of captures a book that all Canada should be reading right now, especially with the um, delegation that's over talking to the Pope. So the story is about four uh, young people who were in residential schools and they uh, get old enough to be released and they have to go sort of navigate the world that they're not prepared for while they're also dealing with their own trauma and their characters are all tightly interwoven and it's, it's a remarkable book and as I said it's had lots of buzz so if folks haven't read it yet it's really it's one maybe to pick up because I think it's um, it probably is one of those books it should be kind of a countrywide shared experience. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that quote, too, from the person who championed it is so accurate. Uh, And you will feel that as you read this book, you slowly go from this resistance, the rigidity of, well, I wasn't a part of this, to just completely, you know, captured in the experiences of the people, the stories that are being shared throughout the book. So that's amazing. Not at all surprised that that was the winner of Canada Reads. 
Yeah, me either. I um I was kind of pulling for Scarborough, which I think we also talked about on this True. Book, and that was the that was the <laughs> um the runner up. But this one won with a vote of four to one. So people really felt strongly this is the book we should all read. Yeah. Okay. What else is up? So um, in the next week or so, the Shaughnessy Cohen Prize for Political Writing will be announced. And we're really happy to say that we're going to have the books in our collection. So this is um, a prize that honors the best in Canadian political writing and is worth $25,000. So it's not a small prize. The winner will be announced on May the 17th at um, a big gala in Ottawa. And, you know, sometimes political writing can be kind of dry, but some of the previous winners have been really phenomenal books. So there was... um, Brown, What Being Brown in the World Today Means was a winner in 2016. Um, Tanya Talega's book, Seven Fallen Feathers, was a winner in 2017. And Supreme Court Justice Beverly McLaughlin, her memoir, Truth Be Told, was the winner 2020. So um, some really engaging books. And, and uh, it's always interesting to see what the, you know, the politicos like to read and write about. So I'm looking forward to hearing what the shortlist is for this and then also who the winner is. Amazing. Yeah. And always um, excited to kind of keep up to date with everything that's going on, um, especially with the Canadian angle when it comes to literacy and and books and reading and acknowledgement, too, of all these incredible products. So Mm -hmm. now we're going to move on to our featured titles for today. And these are highlights that you guys come up with. um, And we love these recommendations (laughs) and just the conversation around them. So, Teresa, what mm-hmm. kinds of titles did you pick for us today? So in honor of April Fool's Day, which was yesterday, uh, we thought we would share some of my personal favorite books. And these are books with titles that will make us groan. <laughs> okay. I think we need that's a, a really, sad trombone. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> we need a sad <laughs> trombone uh, for these. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> Okay, Uh, great. So what's the first one? Yeah, so the first one, are you ready for this? It is called It's Getting Scott in Here. It is the first book in a trilogy called The Wild Wicked Highlanders, and it's by a rather prolific uh, writer named Suzanne Enoch. And she's um, best known for romance, suspense, and contemporary tales. And I think she's quite popular because she writes from many different locales. She features protagonists from many different backgrounds. And her books are written with a very varying levels of seriousness and, you know, lightheartedness. So there's a lot of variety for people to choose from. Um, her heroines tend to be independently natured. The heroes appealingly rakish. And the plots are fueled by, you know, sharp, realistic dialogue. So I think there's a, a mm. lot, there's a lot there for, for people to enjoy. Um, this particular book, it's getting Scott in here, uh, follows these principles rather closely. Um, the book is about a London socialite. Her name is Amelia Rose Baxter and a rough, rugged Highlander named Noel McTaggart. So Amelia Rose wants a man who is her equal even though she is betrothed to Anna's brother, Anna takes it upon himself to try and soften Amelia Rose's wild ways um, because Nal's th- brother thinks she's too free-spirited. But, you know, as it turns out, uh, Nal becomes quite interested in Amelia Rose, but wonders if she will love the Highlands as much as he does. All right. 
Well, I guess we'll have to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that kind of ended right there. I I don't want to give too much away, but there's a lot of intrigue, let me tell you. No, it (laughs) sounds like it. It sounds like it. Okay, now moving on to pun title number two. (laughs) Get it? Um, (laughs) Karen. (laughs) So the next one is Turns of Endearment turns t-e-r-n like the bird and it's by donna andrews so donna andrews is a a prolific writer this is a cozy mystery and she's written i think there's up to 30 in this series now and they're all all the names of the books all are puns on based on birds names so she has won a number of agatha awards which are named after agatha christie for mystery and crime writers and this book is from 2019 i picked it because i thought it was kind of a fun a fun book to um, preview so the main character's name is meg lanslow and she's an amateur sleuth and a um, blacksmith and she has this uh, ability to get into the middle of the action wherever she goes so the series is is fun it's kind of full of wacky but very lovable characters there's some highly unlikely situations that happen on occasion but if you can turn off the voice from your high school english teacher these books are really a hoot a hoot being a pun on the birds thing anyway, um, <laughs> so on this particular story meg is on a cruise with her grandfather who's an environmentalist and he's been booked to give lectures on this ship and uh, her grandfather's arranged for a number of Meg's family to come with him on this cruise. So the vacation quickly becomes a nightmare when they wake up to find themselves broken down and in need of repairs in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. So to keep passengers calm, Meg and her grandfather, they start to sort of band together. They keep some things organized to provide entertainment. And some even take up um, taking care of an injured turn, which is where the title of the book comes from. But then things kind of go from bad to worse. And there's a crew member announces that a woman has jumped overboard, leaving behind her shoes, a shawl, and a note. The note reveals that she's the mortal enemy of a group of writers that are on board for a retreat. And the group is kind of split about whether or not this suicide attempt is in character for her. Uh, But she's not the only one that's gone missing. Meg's grandfather's assistant, Trevor, has gone missing too. The captain decides, kind of perplexingly, not to investigate. He says he'll notify the authorities when they reach their destination. Meg, yeah, right. So Meg's a bit of a sleuth and her dad, she and her dad think, well, they should really try and figure out whether there was any kind of foul play and who the prime suspects might be before everybody disperses when they get off the ship. Uh, So, of course, they have a limited amount of time to solve this mystery before they make all the repairs to the boat and return to the shore. It's a a fun romp. The characters are really kind of lovable. Um, It's an easy read. It's, you know, it's a quick read. It's a great beach read, but it's just kind of fun. And if you love puns, it's a fun thing to pick up. So the other books in this um, series include things like Some Like It Hawk, uh, Lord of the Wings, Duck the Halls, Gone Gull, you know, like just some really funny (laughs) titles right <laughs> i like an eagle i don't know anyway i think that the the titles are a hoot so that's why i wonder this one i'm wondering karen is that foul play like f-o-w-l yeah of course it yeah. is <laughs> yeah of course it is <laughs> okay last one we can we've squeeze in one more in a couple of seconds Teresa, over to you Sure. So my third pick is a as um a nonfiction title it's called Moby Duck. It is by an author uh, named Donovan Hahn. And I, um, these. <laughs> I think that, you know, okay, so this book has a, a punny name, but I think it really belies a book that's about many different things. So 
Donovan heard this crazy story um, about how almost 30,000 bath toys spilled into the Pacific Ocean. 30,000 bath toys. The rubber ducks were coming to um, the United States from China. And, you know, after the spill, they were washing up on beaches, like literally all over the place. So he sets out on an adventure to learn more and to track down these ducks. But, you know, the story becomes less about, you know, how ridiculous it was that these rubber ducks were now like <laughs> roaming and floating around the world, which is incredible. And, you know, really it becomes a story about like the supply chain, about factory working, weather tracking, shipping empires. Like it's just bonkers really um, what this guy uncovers as he, you know, asks all these questions and tries to find these ducks. So, you know, the book is part science, it's part adventure. Um, sounds like it's a lot of fun, but, you know, also a very informative read. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's worthwhile noting that when Moby Duck first came out, it was a New York Times notable book and a bookless editor's choice as well. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? These <laughs> recommendations are going to keep somebody out there really busy um, because it just sounds epic. Not even knowing what any of these books were about. I was already like, seriously? Okay. <laughs> so- tip of the iceberg, really. It's the tip of the iceberg that we tell exactly. you. No kidding. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, Teresa, Karen, thank you so much again, you guys, for coming on um, this month. And we'll catch you at the start of May. Happy pun reading. Thanks so much. Have a great week. You too. Teresa Power and Karen McKay from Sela Library joining us on today's episode of AMI Audiobook Review. Until next week, when Nizreen and I will catch you again, happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.